Welcome to Intro to Wakandan Studies, or as I prefer to call it, The Road to Wakanda. This is a carefree black nerd classroom in which The Road to Wakanda is intended to introduce students to the content and contours of Wakandan studies, including its genealogy, development, and future challenges. I'm your professor, Rain Coleman, and in this session, we will be covering the Dora Milaje. Hello and welcome to all of you guys out there, these beautiful faces I'm seeing in front of me and all you wonderful people who are listening out there on the audio version of this course. Um, I'm going to ask that everyone in class open your textbooks to chapter 3 as this will document the not only the Dormilaje as the warriors that we know them to be today, but their foundation and transformation over the years. For those of you out there in audio land who will be listening to this excuse me, to this course via the earwaves. Uh, you don't have to open up your textbooks, but you'll all gain some insight as well. Now, um, beginning with the first appearance, the first appearance of the Dormilaje is back in uh, November of 1998. This was in Black Panther Volume 3, Number 1. Uh, so we see that the Dormilaje will be coming up on their 20-year anniversary as far as publications are concerned. So um, everyone send a cake to your favorite uh, Dormilaje member, <laughs> past, present, or future. Um, the occupation of the Dormilaje, they are royal bodyguards. Now, brides in training is a traditional and honorary role, but we will discuss that in a little bit more detail. But put a pin in that, guys. Now, the aims, the objectives of the Dormilaje are to defend the Black Panther and the royal family. Now, as far as affiliations, they are limited to and encompass just the royal family. Each other and the royal family, that's who they're affiliated with. Uh, as far as powers and abilities, they are trained, and we'll get to that as well. But martial arts, uh, espionage training, experts with all weapons and ordnance, um, advanced surveillance techniques, which will come in handy and has come in handy over the history of our beautiful Wakanda. Now, their base, um, a few different places. We have Uganda, uh, Bernanzana, and Wakanda. Wakanda most notably, because of course, these are Wakandans. <laughs> Alrighty, so everyone out there, uh, moving on to the second part of chapter three. Well, I'll take a, a second here to kind of give a personal story. The first time I encountered the Dormilaje, publication-wise, I honestly can't tell you when I encountered the Dormilaje. It's one of those things where um, you are aware of these characters and they're written in a way, publication-wise, that is very, it feels as if they've been around forever. Now, if we're speaking strictly on publication, of course, it's been since 1998, November, no less. And I was a wee, wee little Wakandan back then. <laughs> so I, um, I don't, I don't have a set time in which I first encountered the Wakanda, the Dormilaje, excuse me. I'm thinking, and I hate to say this, but perhaps in Captain America Civil War. Now, I know that that isn't the case but seeing one uh prominently displayed and um and in, in all her glory i'll say but in the books i have so many comics from the golden and silver age and then 
so many just scattered about throughout, you know, like the 90s and whatnot. So I'm sure that I've come across them sometime sooner, but I do not have a set time in which I've come across my first member of the Dormelage. And uh, I'm okay with that. because <laughs> You know, I can only uh, be truthful. <laughs> uh, for those of you out there in audio land, uh, raise your hands, uh, type into SoundCloud in the comments or um, on Twitter, uh, Carefree Blurred, and let me know when did you first encounter the Dormelage? Like, was it in a book? Was it in film version? Was it a video game? Was it a action figure? Like, where do you remember the first time that you encountered the Dormelage? And let me know. Let me know. I'm interested. Let's let's have a a, a dialogue outside of the classroom, guys. Now, <laughs> now the Dormelage, uh, the members of the Dormelage are chaste and untouchable. They are brazen, waiting, forbidden, all romantic liaisons because they are symbolically pledged to the king. Instead, the adored ones are trained as his ultimate bodyguards, symbols of both his wealth and power, as well as his last line of defense. And uh, I think it's very important that we kind of hover over that description of them being not only symbols of his wealth and power, which in itself is icky to say the least, um, because women are not property. But moving past that, his last line of defense. Now we have a Wakandan army. We have we have soldiers. We have people who are willing to live and die by Wakanda. But the Dormalaje themselves, who are entrusted uh, to protect the royal family and most specifically the Black Panther, are his last line of defense. When you see the type of rigorous training that these women go through and have been going through for generations, to say that this is the last line of defense, this is like having your superpowered individuals being your last line of defense after all of the humans who, baseline humans who are strong in their own right, defend as well. So, um, a lot of people look at it as kind of a flipped, flopped sort of thing, whereas the Dormelage should be utilized to protect the people. But, you know, we hold tight to traditions here in Wakanda, so kind of not so much. Um, and if you have any thoughts on that, please feel free to let me know, tweet me, or to SoundCloud comment or something. Get Reach out to me and let us know, how, what are your feelings about the Dormelage? Would they be better utilized with the people Versus being the last line of defense for the royal family, specifically the Black Panther, who is powerful in his own right, which is can we can we uh, all agree on that? Um, now, their origin, uh, the adorned ones, they stem from an ancient tradition in which each of the Wakandan confederations, 18 tribes. Now, mind you, there are 18 confederation tribes of Wakanda um, within these 18 tribes. Uh, they would submit a potential wife for the king. Now, the coveted position of bride in training eventually becomes highly political, which is like, of course, women are not property and you don't have to, this is it's a very outdated practice, but it's tied into tradition. And it is very much a uh, let's see, it is very much a one of the things that we just can't shake loose completely. And every society has these traditions, these gender roles, these um, standards that you place on the people who are out, which are outdated. Some stand the test of time. Some are uh, rallied against and they kind of are changed. And it's just this, this is one of them for us here in Wakanda. Now, excuse me, contemporary Black Panthers realized that favoring any one bride offering over all the others, they kind of may run the risk of angering the other 17 tribes, of course. Now, um, modern kings like T'Challa 
regard this gesture and role as purely symbolic, which is like, you know, he's he's a king, um, regardless to how you feel about him, be it you are unhappy with his rule or you are happy with it. What you can't do is deny facts. And although he dismissed this tradition that is um, not as favorable to women, he also made it a point of focusing on or utilizing these women for other other use although <laughs> although they still are his last line of defense so i don't know i guess it's either his or tails there you can't win for losing <laughs> with t'challa but again he's regarding them as uh as the role is purely symbolic so it's not as if he's forcing these women these 18 different women to lay with him to go to bed with him and to be his brides and waiting it's more or less like now this is a tradition that has been going a certain way throughout generations and now i'm going to alter that no longer do you have to wait you know, for me, it's not <laughs> T'Challa was the bachelor before the bachelor was the bachelor. Like this is something that we, we don't have to do anymore. So, excuse me. He decided as, as opposed to having them be ladies in waiting, he uh, the candidate brides were instilled, excuse me, schooled in all aspects of military accomplishment and trained as elite bodyguards and troubleshooters for the royal family. Now, this is something that he got a lot of flack for with the older generations of Wakandans, which is like, that's pretty much anything. You know, you get the, oh, the kids are listening to the hip hop and the rock music and the this and the that. And in my day, we didn't do that. And it's the same story over time. But we're hoping that this is a tradition that sticks. It has to with the unrest and the drama and strife that's been going on in Wakanda, kind of in the background over the last year or so. There, I do not see a way in which the Dormilaje would return to that traditional role of 18 potential brides for the king or the Black Panther. I can't see that happening. Um, but, you know, good that we're in this space. I'm just hoping that we come out of this unscathed and with the least amount of Wakandans dead. That would that would be great. Now, um, moving on to the duty, the duty of the Dormilaje. Now, only the best and the brightest or sometimes the most difficult <laughs> and unruly, let's be honest, because we've had quite a few um, maidens are chosen to represent their tribes and dispatched to the Uganda Training Center in Bernin, Zana. Now, here they are transformed into the most potent, patriotic and feared soldiers in Wakanda. They learn various skills from unarmed combat to court etiquette to present the monarch in the best light. And this is the thing where I'm looking at um, I'm looking at the history of the Dormilaje and the things that they're going through and the way in which they're trained. And it's very much like a charm school for uh, warriors in waiting, <laughs> so to speak. So you take these women and they become these super soldiers. And I'm just thinking a lot of Wakanda would probably fare better if there were women in charge now shuri we'll get to her in a later session but uh, it is hmm let's see it's dormilaje are the proof in the pudding <laughs> to say the least dormilaje have proven themselves to be a force to be reckoned with um their purpose has evolved over time and we have what we know now as these warriors that being said, instead of it just being these 18 women from these 18 tribes every so often, we need to, I don't want to say we need to pump out more <laughs> Dora Milaje, but this, hmm, how would I put it? This 
tradition that we have that's evolved into something else if this this teaching method that we have for the Dormilaje could be utilized in other areas and other schools and other um, spaces across Wakanda I think that we would be I don't know see I'm on the one hand I'm thinking it would make us stronger as a nation but then in the other hand I'm kind of thinking well whenever there's dissemination or there's anger or strife or drama bubbling to the surface you've already equipped with everyone with these tools in which to kill each other but I feel like there's something there to the teaching of Dormilaje that could be utilized across all schools in Wakanda I just I don't I just feel that it is if you agree let me know if you disagree let me know that as well I want this to be a very interactive classroom so make sure to uh, leave a comment in the SoundCloud or tweet me on Twitter carefree blurred um, use the hashtag RTW pod yeah I'd, I'd like to know what what do you guys what do you take on that like is it having this military force and this uh, this kind of tactical spy team with perfect diction and etiquette <laughs> is that something that all of Wakanda could use or should it be um, centralized to just the Dormilaje themselves like I feel like more than their training they're special in other ways and is this the one thing that makes them special enough or or sets them apart enough I don't know I feel like there's something to that either way let me know what you think now the excuse me moving on a little further now the duty the duty we've got to the duty of the Dormilaje we have the origins of the Dormilaje now pride in education um Dormilaje are proud formidable Wakandan women um fanatical unto death in defending their king they are instilled with a strict code of honor to serve to fight to be fierce to be fearless which is something that we see that they they live by like it's undeniable you can walk through the golden city you can walk through anywhere in wakanda and it is it's almost and i hate to say it this way if it's offensive at all but it's like a sorority or a fraternity it is you can point out a dormilaje not even visually um and when I say visual, I mean like the markings and the uh, the clothing of a Dormilaje. But just if you put a regular woman and a Dormilaje in the exact same outfit and they're walking down the city square, you can tell that there's something different. You may not know that, oh, that woman has to be Dormilaje, but you can tell that there is something that sets her apart from the rest of the Wakandan people. And that goes back to, again, to serve, to fight, to be fierce, to be fearless. These women live and die by that in itself. Now, they're highly educated. Their schooling includes learning many different languages. Although by tradition, they are only permitted to speak to the king in African Hausa. This is a language that's unknown to most ordinary Wakandans. We know that in it's. <laughs> I know a lot of you out there, you and your parents may have been trying to break the code and figure out what the heck is going on. What are they talking about? It um, has been hard. A lot of people have come close, but... No cigar. Uh, Changemeyer, I believe him, his class um, down the hall. I want to say that he's come pretty close, but we, we, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> now, from their first day at Uganda, the adorned ones learn all aspects of warfare, including strategy, chemistry, and electronics. Electronics, chemistry, and strategy. Like these women are a threat, a force to be reckoned with. And I don't understand why. This is not, um, 
why it is not boosted or amplified even more. There needs to be a story written specifically for and about the Dora Milaje. I need some women of color, black women specifically, African women, if we can, get them on this book and give me a full run of the Dora Milaje. World of Wakanda was not enough. For those of you out there who don't know, World of Wakanda was a spinoff from Ta-Nehisi Coates' uh, current run of Black Panther. World of Wakanda was written by Roxane Gay, and it was about the Dora Milaje, specifically Io and Anika, but the Dora Milaje, their training, the things that they go through, the warfare, the, the pain, the strife, the, the charm schoolness of it, and it's just... It was canceled. Another one of those books that was gone too soon. Six issues and we were in and out. Now, when it comes to the paraphernalia of the Dormilaje, they're equipped with vibranium armors. Um, transportation are usually jetpacks and quinjets. And their weapons are various vibranium weapons. Now, vibranium, of course, is our weapon of choice, our resource of choice. Here in Wakanda, it is what has brought us our bread and butter. We rule. We are Wakandans. We are vibranium. <laughs> now, um, when it comes to the customs of the Dormilaje, a young Dormilaje in training will speak only to the king and only in the language of Hassa. She is forbidden from having any man touch her or to touch him. Um, to have this occur is the biggest shame that they can incur, which is, I don't know where we are with that, if that's still... If that's still how we are addressing or dealing with the Dormilaje or if we have evolved past that, I know um, I was just speaking about how we've uh, kind of evolved from being ladies and waiting to these soldiers. But when it comes down to things like this, I can't quite remember if it, this is still what's going on today in Wakanda or if this is just part of the customs from before. Now, um, various martial arts and those who are um, native Wakandans are incorporated into one style, thus allowing them to superior combat the prowess or even the most well-trained soldiers and ninjas. So again, this goes back to the training. You are incorporating different martial arts style um, as well as Wakandan styles to create this hybrid of a style which gives you the upper hand on most any other threat, and especially in hand-to-hand -hand combat anyways. Now, in unarmed combat training, it's also incorporated into the uh, Dormilaje training, where it is weapons such as swords, spears, nunchucks, bow staffs, and every other weapon that you can think of. Now, all Dormilaje undergo multiple weapon training throughout uh, the initial indoctrination. Only later can they begin their specialized training in a single weapon style. So again, this is assuring that no matter what, in any fight, more than likely the Dormilaje will come out the victors of said fight. Now, a successful Dormilaje trainee is effectively the representative of her tribe in the capital of Wakanda. Thus, this will be her behavior will affect how her tribe is perceived and also affects trade with the capital. Um, when Nakia went rogue, it started this whole thing where her behavior became public knowledge and the other tribes got into this whole civil war thing. But that's uh, that's a little blemish on our record that we like to overlook <laughs> whenever we can. Now, as far as the way they're presented, a very stylized shaving of the head and tribal markings are very customary on all of Dora Milaje. So you'll see, again, that's why we're speaking about visually when we're looking at just the garments. I feel as if you could still tell a Dora Milaje from a regular Wakandan woman, but especially when you see the skin and the hair, the way in which the markings are, the way they're like, you, you just, you can't deny a Dora Milaje when you see her. <laughs> now... 
Getting to, a little bit into the history of the Dormilaje, they are, of course, the personal bodyguards of the Black Panther, recruited from every tribe in Wakanda. Um, for those of you who have been under a rock for a while, the title of Black Panther is a generations-old mantle carried by the ruler of Wakanda. <laughs> but in addition to their protective functions, they are also a pool of superior Wakandan women. In ancient tribal tradition, the Dormilaje were assembled as potential queens for the unmarried king, maintaining peace in the Wakanda by ensuring that every tribe had the opportunity to put forth one of their best daughters for the crown. Now, the Dormilaje traditionally only speak in the Hausa dialect and only to the king and each other. The practice of employing Dormilaje was discontinued in recent years. So again, we have them and they've kind of evolved. And you'll see that in the very beginning, there was something very different than what we have today. We're more of like a, a military force, if you will. Now, some of the most notable Dormilaje who we'll speak about are Nakia and Okoye. Now, T'Challa, the Black Panther, reinstated the Dormilaje program to calm the tribal unrest in the kingdom after his proposed marriage to the outsider, Monica Lynn, did not occur. Like, so after the... T'Challa has been doing what the hell he wanted to do for a while. I know I shouldn't speak about the king that way, but listen, y'all, we... Whatever, I digress. Um, the daughters of Wakanda, Nakia and Okoye, became the first Dormilaje to serve under T'Challa. Despite the tradition and the girl's considerable skill and beauty, T'Challa viewed them as teenage bodyguards like daughters and not wives in training. Which again, we have to point out that initially the Dormilaje have evolved from where they were before. But they um, were, when the program was reinstated, it was more or less to be these warriors and the wives in training was kind of like a, a background thing where, oh, this was what they were intended for initially. And it's very sketchy <laughs> when you when you get to that um now okoye understood her king's wishes but nakia dreamed of winning the king's love when t'challa was manipulated into passionately kissing nakia while under the influence of mephisto's illusions that damn mephisto it only fueled the girl's obsession so after Monica Lynn re-entered T'Challa's life, Nakia jealously caused her to eject Lynn from a... <laughs> okay, guys. Eject her from a fighter plane during a war. Like, come on, Nakia. Chill out, girl. And she was expelled from the Order of Dormilaje in the months to come. Now, Nakia was received by who else but Eric Killmonger. Now, we all know about Killmonger. Uh, we'll get to him a little later. I don't want anyone to be too upset, but... <laughs> Killmonger. And um, she became an obsessive stalker of T'Challa and his allies under the alias of Malice. Now, that's that was a, a dark time <laughs> in our Wakandan history, but this just goes to show that no matter how great and, and um, exceptional these women are, they're still human. To have a crush on T'Challa and for it to escalate to the point in which now you're trying to stalk and kill him and whoever is around him, that's proof that Although this Dormilaje thing is, uh, we put them on a different pedestal, that they still are not property. They still are not possessions to be held. These are women who, although sometimes, just like anyone else, can go a little mad, <laughs> um, they still are not things to control. Now, uh, moving on to uh, Queen Divine Justice. Now, Okoye was later joined by a new recruit in the Dormilaje, who was Shante Giovanni Brown. Her real name was, and I'm going to butcher this, Sianthanum Asira Davin of Chicago. 
Now the princess of the outlawed Jabari tribe, worshippers of the white gorilla, Shantae, had been exiled to America during the tribal warfare that had killed her parents. Now she only learned of her Wakandan heritage when T'Challa approached her and introduced her into the Dormilaje. Now it was still several months or so before T'Challa explained the circumstances of her parents' death and about the war and all that stuff. However, Shantae Giovanni Brown was born in Wakanda, uh, princess to the white gorilla worship. Hmm, excuse me, princess to the white gorilla worshiping Jabari tribe. And after her parents were killed in that dispute regarding the Black Panther cult, she was taken to America. Now, when she was raised by her grandmother, but we find out that it isn't actually her grandmother. It was a Dora Milaje member who was a little older. And um, while she was over there, she became an amateur activist in her Chicago neighborhood, calling herself Queen Divine Justice. Uh, now, moving on a little bit later down the timeline, we get to Civil War. Now, over time, the order of the Dormilaje expanded considerably with more than a dozen active participants or so from different various tribes. Now, their service continued even after T'Challa's marriage to Aurora Monroe, who we all know as Storm, the mutant X-Man. Now, during Civil War, the Dormilaje assisted T'Challa at a few occasions on their quality of bodyguards. When Storm and T'Challa visited the White House, an incident led the Dormilaje to battle War Machine and the Sentinels. Um, this, they were subsequently researched by the U.S. government, which is like, again, we get to this point where black people are not popular. Black culture is popular. Wakandans are not popular. Wakandan culture is popular. You're taking these women who are already have their own issues as it relates to Wakanda and women, and you're using their talents as some sort of test, oh, if I'm even getting this across, eloquently enough but you're taking these women who are defeated by your machines and you're dissecting them to figure out what the fuck is going on with them or what makes them great it's like oh it goes all the way back to the carefree black nerd first issue covering excuse me uh nubia and about the woman in the olympics who was just so devastated that these black women could outrun her and outdo her and they were more talented that there just had to be something wrong it's like let these women live but i digress um later t'challa intended to meet captain america in order to organize the resistance against the superhuman registration act but was followed by the black widow to get rid of her uh, T'Challa let two Dormilaje confront her, which kind of mirrors what we saw of the Black Widow and the Dormilaje in Captain America Civil War. Move or you will be moved. <laughs> now, Iron Man and Cap Killers came to the Wakandan embassy in order to arrest the Dormilaje, who had attacked Rhodes, but was denied access to the embassy by Storm. Of course, protect your man, girl. Now, after the Superhuman Registration Act was passed, S.H.I.E.L.D. created a special division um called the cape killers now to take down and arrest unregistered superheroes um all the ones that they could find which is so weird like you we get to this point where all these superpower individuals we have the heroes we have the villains and blah 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 whatever else then you get to the point where you're fighting each other and now not only do we have sentinels but we've created cape killers now it's like what is can no one be safe <laughs> but um, now during the events of the subsequent superhuman civil war, the Cape killers were responsible for capturing and transporting unregistered superheroes to the negative zone prison 42. Like again, shit. I mean, there's peace and order, but there's also 
like don't for the registration that I don't know. It's something that's tired and it's played to me. Um, I think if done right in a storyline, it could work well, but it seems, it seems like a very lazy go-to the a registration act, the mutant registration act, the superhuman registration act, civil war, civil war two, civil war. It's like, come we, you gotta come better than that. This is, but again, I digress. Um, moving on to dark rain. Now, after a fight with Doom, that is Dr. Doom, Dr. Victor Von Doom of Latveria, um, he cost the lives of two Dormilaje and handicapped him uh, for a time. Now, they handicapped him. Now, this magical, mystical, big, bad Doom was handicapped by the Dormilaje. Again, speaking only volumes, echoing the sentiments that the Dormilaje are friggin' amazing ass people in training and just in general and as a collective. You can't fuck with the Dormilaje, bruh. <laughs> now, um, with 500 Doras, excuse me, 500 Doras. Now, um, after he was handicapped, T'Challa decided to initiate a specialized fighting style and for, for the adorned ones, which is, you know, we spoke a little bit about that earlier. But this fighting style was so that they could perform better against robots and magic. Now, again, this is something that I love. You've taken all of the battles that have happened thus far and you're adapting to them as opposed to just saying, oh, we can still do this or we can still do that. You're thinking two or three steps ahead. Like, OK, take what we've learned. Don't just learn from your mistakes. Learn from other people's mistakes. In this instance, we're learning from every mistake that we've made so far. We were not prepared for Sentinels. We were not prepared for magic like we should have been. So now let's alter the course a bit and we're going to be prepared going forward. So um, T'Challa does that and he sets up a final test in which a real fight between two Dormilaje, one died among the 30 candidates. And it was like, okay, this very intense training has murdered <laughs> some of our finest women um i i don't want to say it's a drop in a bucket but it's you know it's the price that you're paying in war so i i get it but it's still it doesn't make it any easier now with the doom war when doom tried to take over wakanda the dormilaje paid a large tribute with 500 doros against the eighty thousand soldiers of wakanda navy and army they were then used, uh, Shuri's are they were excuse me, used as Shuri's army to destroy Doom's global network, which is like, come on, we we doing things, we doing things. Now T'Challa intended to kill Doom, sending Deadpool and a commando of Dormilaje, known as the Midnight Angels. Enter the Midnight Angels. Um, the Dormilaje are the personal bodyguards of the Black Panther, of course, and they are extensively changed in high-skilled martial arts with various weapons. The Midnight Angels are a subgroup of the Dormilaje. They are more of a strike force uh, composed of the best of the best, the creme de la creme. It's almost like an um, X-Force to an X-Men. Um, it is this team of Dormilaje who receives the same training, but they are not even arguably, but they are understandably the best that the Dormilaje have to offer. Again, going back to my visions of a Dormilaje book, copyright, carefree black nerd, give me a full series run, not just 12 issues, not a mini series, not a limited series. Give me the inner workings of the Dormilaje. Give me the relationships. Give me the battle. Give me the internal strife. Give me the war abroad. Give me all of this. Give me the midnight angels. I want these cutthroat, ruthless, Max line, rated R style, guttings, killings, fightings, drama, sex, all of that. Give me that. 
give me that Dora J. Shit, I'm worked up, y'all. Anybody else out there would like to see a Dora J series written by a team of women, black women, African women, women of a certain age, women who are just breaking into the industry. I want it illustrated, colored, lettered by women. Give me the, like it, that. It feels as if a lot of this just writes itself and people are just intentionally blocking their blessings. Come on, Marvel, get it together. Like, please. So moving on a little bit further, <clears throat> when Dr. Doom stole all the Wakandan's vibranium, T'Challa gathered the Midnight Angels as a support to Deadpool's mission to kill Doom. <laughs> now, uh, moving a little bit further to Inf Infinity, excuse me. At the last moments of the war with Thanos, the Dormalaje rejected T'Challa, denouncing to Shuri the meetings of her brother uh, with Namor while the war was declared on Atlantis after Namor attacked the Wakanda while he was under the influence of the Phoenix. Now, they broke their spears symbolically and fully came under the order of Queen Shuri. So, again, not only did T'Challa learn from the mistakes of the past and kind of adapt the Dormalaje for the... Uh, foes that they may face in the future, you know, based on the foes that they fought in the past. The Dormalaje as a collective stood up and was like, okay, nigga, we're done with this shit. You are not being the king you need to be. You are not being the Black Panther you need to be. And if I am indebted to the Black Panther and the royal family and am supposed to be the bodyguards and personal warriors for said Black Panther, we're going to default to Shuri because apparently you got your head up your ass and we need to focus on it again. This again goes back to a woman in charge is only a good thing. Shuri, these I just asked that we get a Dormalaje series <laughs> going forward so that we can hopefully get a Dormalaje series on Netflix or series on whatever Disney has coming down the pipeline or a movie. That would be awesome. So <laughs> After that, um, Marvel Studios, uh, with uh, as it relates to Dormalaje, we do have which I'm I'm loving. We have um, all this concept art. We have the uh, posters for the movie. We have video clips. We have all this of the Dormalaje in Black Panther. Like I can't think of any trailer that I've seen where there was not Dormalaje in the trailer. I, I just, I can't. And I love the way that they're depicted. Uh, the uniform, the melanin, the, uh, the everything, the weapons, uh, the the technology. It's almost as if, and I dare to say, Wakanda would not be Wakanda without the Dormalaje. Now, historically, they have been, you know, the brides and waiting and whatnot. But they've evolved to this thing where they are just as much a staple of Wakanda as the Golden City, as Black Panther, as the royal family, you know, as Vibranium. There are, when you think of Wakanda, you think of the Dormalaje. It might not be first on your list. And for others, it may be the very first thing you think of. But Dora Malaje are Wakanda. <laughs> now... The World of Wakanda, this was a comic book title. It was a spinoff from Marvel Comics' Black Panther title. Now, this series was written by Roxane Gay and poet Yana Harvey, uh, the first two black women to author a series for Marvel, which is like, really, bruh? Um, now, Aletha E. Martinez and Afua Richardson, they drew that series. Now, the history 
of the world of Wakanda. Now, after the success of Black Panther series relaunched in April of 2016, which was written by Ta-Nehisi Coates, Marvel developed a companion piece set in the fictional African country of Wakanda. Um, this was home to the Black Panther, of course. Now, Coates recommended Gay and Harvey to pin the series. He had seen Gay uh, had read a short story about zombies about two years earlier that he recalled as the most surprising, unexpected, coolest zombie story you would ever want to see. <laughs> Now, Harvey had been his classmate at Howard University, um, which they yell out H-U <laughs> afterwards, um, and felt that her skills as a poet would lend themselves to the comic book form, telling the New York Times, that's just so little space and you have to speak with so much power, I thought she'd be a natural, which is like, that in itself is poetic. Like, ta Coast has done an amazing job and is doing an amazing job over there at Black Panther him and Brian Stelfrey, it's like, come on. They can do no wrong. <laughs> now, the series debuted November 9th of 2016, and Harvey wrote a 10-page origin story for Wakandan's revolutionary leader, Zinzi, and said that she drew on the examples of Wendy Mandela as inspiration. Um, Gay has mentioned, however, that the character of Olivia Pope in the first season of Scandal and the original USA version of La Femme Nikita was influences on the series as well. I love, love, love that gay, Roxanne Gay, folk specified the first season, Olivia Pope. Because as you all know, Olivia Pope has become something else, whatever. But I'm, I'm, I thoroughly enjoyed that. So now, I'm really excited about seeing the Dormilaje on screen. And for those of you here in class and those of you there out in audio world, <laughs> leave me a comment. Let me know. What are your, your thoughts? What Are you excited for the Dormilaje as well? Like, um, is that one of the things that's drawing you to the Black Panther film, which we'll be discussing later on down the line or so. The Dormilaje are women who pledged their lives to the throne and to the security of the kingdom. represents the old guard and tradition, while my character, Nakia, challenges tradition. You get to decide what kind of king you are going to be. Nakia was born to be a warrior. She was born with a warrior spirit. I got into a disagreement. Made a bit of a mess. Training was very, very interesting. The Dora have a way of biting that was supposed to be inspired by moving as one. The Dormilaje, I feel like, again, are a staple of Wakanda. And for all of the stories that we get on the shelves about all these different characters, these side characters, some aren't so side, you know, we, I feel as if there's this tapestry of wonderful characters woven in and out of Marvel's history. And you get so many that are lost among, I don't know, just the years and being in the hands of different creators. And the Dormilaje are characters who I feel like would really do well in their own series. Now, I say this because diversity is the name of the game now. And you have so many blonde-haired, blue-eyed folks on the covers of these books and behind-the-scenes writing and coloring and illustrating these books. It's like you 
Black Panther is doing so well that it has escaped being canceled by like so many other books that have fell on, along the wayside. The Dormelage would only, I'm hoping, <laughs> and I know I'm kind of rambling here, but I'm hoping that with the success of Black Panther, the film, and the success of the Dormelage as characters, that's out of somewhere will spin the world of Wakanda again. Or at the very least, something focusing on the Dormelage where we don't have to be in service to the king. Let that be a background story, but in the forefront, give me this story of these brave women, these resourceful women, these powerful women, and the things that they're going through, the things that they're dealing with. Give me this uh, political drama with them at the forefront or them as main characters. Give me this um, procedure, this police procedural with the Dormelage in the world of Wakanda. Give me, there's so much that can be done that I feel like it's just just lost on the wayside and that's unfortunate but i'm very happy that we have as much representation of the dormilaje as we have now uh the film is going to be amazing the way that they're popping up in these stories is amazing they always look beautiful and well put together um i just would like to see the focus being on them more io and anika are having a very good or very interesting storyline through uh black panther the current run with tanahasi coats and i'm loving that and um if you all out there have read the world of wakanda let me know what you think what did you think about it um did you enjoy it was it not as good as i feel it was (laughs) and if you're reading the black panther same let me know was it good did you like it do you hate it what give me some feedback i like to know that i'm not just talking here it's my wonderful uh, class in front of me and that you all out there in audio class uh, I feel the same way so um, with that being said we're going to wrap up this session this first session of Road to Wakanda and uh, we'll see you guys later um, but until the next time I want you to make sure you reach out and email me my office hours are 9am to 8.59am the next day and that is every day on Twitter at Carefree Blurred Use the hashtag RTWpod. Um, also, um, Carefree Black Nerd <laughs> on all other social medias. Um, yeah, again, Carefree Blurred on Twitter. And I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing from you, to talking to you and seeing what's going on. This has been an amazing class to teach. I thank you all. Um, and until next time, class is dismissed. <laughs>